I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Hey everyone, just wanted to pop in really quickly before the episode gets started to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor has been such a big help in creating this podcast and is really the reason that you're listening to this episode on the platform that you are, which is super cool. So if you want to learn more about Anchor, just head to anchor.fm or you can download the Anchor app on your phone. All right, well that is all, so let's just get into the episode. Welcome to Girl We Gotta Talk. I'm your host, Elena Jakes. This podcast is a lifestyle and entertainment news podcast where I talk all about life struggles, the breakups, the makeups, business aspirations, and I am always having new guests on to discuss it all. Plus, I'm always giving you the latest on all things pop culture. So let's jump into today's episode because, girl, we gotta talk. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Girl We Gotta Talk. Today, I'm joined by Kenzie Elizabeth. She is a lifestyle vlogger on YouTube and a fellow podcast host herself living in Texas. So I'm really excited to chat with her today. Kenzie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I love the name. It's so cute. Oh my gosh, thank you. Um, Yeah, so if you want to just kind of introduce yourself a little bit better um, to everyone before we get started, you can go ahead. Hi guys, my name is Kinsey. Um, You did a great job. I'm a lifestyle blogger. I have a podcast as well. I also have a like faith-based Patreon. Um, I'm just like a full-time, I like hate the word influencer, but everyone does whatever, that sort of thing. Um, I graduate college in like a month and yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody hates the word influencer, but I mean, I don't know another word to describe it as you know when I started I was actually in a meeting yesterday and I was like when I started the word influencer didn't exist like it wasn't a thing I I miss those days you know yeah um that's so funny okay so I want to do some rapid fire questions before we hop into everything so um what is your coffee order currently okay actually I just posted this recently this is a drink that I get seasonally. I have to preface this because okay. I get attacked every time I talk about it. It isn't a seasonal drink. You can get it year-round, but I get it seasonally. Um, the vanilla sweet cream cold brew from Starbucks, but sub-peppermint for vanilla. So essentially, okay. it's a peppermint sweet cream cold brew. It's really good. That sounds really good. Yeah. Um, what is a clothing trend that you just did not vibe with? I don't really know. I'm like annoyingly open-minded to the point where like I never have a unless it's like racist or something like I don't have stances on whatever I'm trying to think of something that I just don't like I don't know honestly I kind of even things that I think I don't like at first I end up like kind of coming around to yeah even like the sweater I'm wearing today looks like it's a limited two sweater like I don't know I don't really have one I guess maybe Crocs but like I also think that it works for some people so like really annoying I don't know yeah, I feel like your um, your fashion sense is very yeah open minded. Like you wear like all the trends and you pull them all off. So like like that's why I wanted to ask you that because I just can't see a trend that you like wouldn't like or try at least. I don't know. I'm trying to think because my best friend's the same way. The only thing she doesn't like are the Fila sneakers. She likes okay. everything pretty much. I mean, not only thing, but like I wore those at one point. So yeah. I'm like, I don't, you know. 
Well, and that's also like the part of the trend is like you try them for a little bit and then you move on. Okay, what is the store that you shop at the most? Um, okay. The store, so I get a lot of stuff gifted. So I don't shop and that's really annoying to say, but I just, I'm not going to like pretend that I'm like spending this kind of money. Um, most of my wardrobe is prop now is probably revolved because I'm working with them on a regular basis. So like most of what I wear is revolved. If I am shopping and spending money, um, I would be shopping at revolve too, but I really like misguided recently. Oh, you know what actually has been, who's been killing it this season is H and M. And I'm not an H&M girl. Oh, really? I've never, I would never be the person to like go to H&M. But the stuff that I've gotten this season, we, Dom and I randomly went in and we were like, what is happening? And uh, like, I got probably like 10 pieces from there. And I can see on the back end of like what viewers buy. And those are my most sold items probably ever because they are just killing it. Like they have the cutest jackets, which is like a new term this year. Um, and just coats and stuff. So I really love their stuff. And then I misguided is always like a good go-to. Yeah. That's so funny. I feel like H and M's always been on the back burner. Like no one really talks about H and M. So that's interesting. Favorite holiday and why? Oh my gosh, for sure Christmas. I before we <laughs> before we started recording, you were already we were talking about the Christmas tree in my office. Um, I love Christmas. I've always been this way. My mom is an interior designer and it's always made Christmas such a big deal. So I'm sure it comes from growing up, but I just love the holiday season. I love the music. Like Christmas music 24 seven is actually ideal to me. It's some people's nightmares, but it's like <laughs> actually what I would love. Um, I love cold weather. I love the drinks. I love the clothes. I love also my love language as far as giving love is gifts. So I love shopping for people like the whole, there's just nothing wrong with the holiday. Yeah. I know. I feel like with the music, you're either like full like round year Christmas music or you literally can't stand it until like maybe the day before Christmas yeah um, um if you only had to eat one meal for the rest of your life what would you choose okay this is hard as of lately the, the thing that I've been eating the most um there's this restaurant called Zinc in LA it's one of my favorite restaurants and they have this chicken label that is one of my favorite meals and I recently learn how to make it from home. It's really, really simple, but it's really good. If you guys are, if you work from home or you just need to make a quick lunch at any point, um, I have a reel on my Instagram of how I make it. It's so easy, but it's basically just like brown rice, shredded chicken, avocado, tomato, mozzarella, or you can do shredded Parmesan. It depends on like the day, but anyways, and a few other things. It's so good. Oh, spicy mayo, but it is just so good. I think that would have to be it because I'm just never tired of that meal. Yeah. Well, that sounds like fun enough that you like, you wouldn't get bored of it every day. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. And the last question actually is how are you really doing? I think I'm like actually really good right now. My best friend is staying with me for the month and we're just like working together and I don't really leave my house. So it's nice to like have someone who like also doesn't leave the house with me, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's been pretty good. Cool. Um, okay, awesome. So I want to talk about obviously YouTube. Um, I'm sure everybody already knew you before we even introduced you today, but um, you have a YouTube channel. It's like a lifestyle, I'd say, YouTube channel. Um, you vlog, you do like sit down videos, and um, I think you're very open about um, your lifestyle, like beauty, relationships, mental health, all of that. So um, I want to know like when you decided to like start your channel in the first place. I started my channel when I was kind of just about to turn 16. It was the summer that I turned 16 and I had been watching YouTube for um, probably like three to four years at that point. And I, this is like early, early, early YouTube, like very, it wasn't quite like the Fowler sisters, which is what a lot of my friends started watching, yeah. but it was kind of right after that. Um, and I just loved the like escape that it gave me and I loved the community. I loved everything about it. So, and I really appreciated at the time, like I had a lot of stuff going on at home. And so it was a really nice, like I said, escape. And so the, my intention with starting from the very start was like, if I can do that for someone else, I want to do that. So that's kind of how I got into it. And then I just started like making lifestyle videos. That's awesome. So how would you kind of describe your channel then versus like how it's evolved now? Honestly, it's really similar. 
like people ask me that all the time and I started making like hauls favorites videos maybe it's less sit down I think it's definitely more vlog heavy but it, my channel has just evolved with me as I've evolved. There was a period of time where we like branched off and we're doing like that high saturated videos and literally the worst two years of my life. Um, but we ended up kind of circling back and starting, I'm saying we as in like my entire friend group that kind of does the same thing. And we all ended up circling back and going back to like the OG um, videos. Like actually, cause those were not popular at the time and they weren't doing well on YouTube at all. Actually, Olivia Jade kind of brought them back. And we're just making like normal videos when she was on YouTube. And so I think that really like helped give everyone the confidence to kind of go back right. to making those videos. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. I think it, it's really similar. Obviously it's evolved as I've gotten older and I've talked more about like college and things like that, but it's really not that different. I think I'm probably just a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say has been like your favorite part about even having a channel or like essentially like sharing your life on the internet <laughs> like for sure the people that I've met whether it's like I mean I have such good friends that I've had for years and we talk all the time and we do trips together and like we're like some of my best friends and then also just like the viewers that I meet out and about like I've become friends with like multiple people because they've watched my videos so it's definitely just like the community that it's brought yeah how would you say, like, with your friends in the YouTube space, like, how have they helped you, like, throughout this journey? It's a really unique job, so people don't really get it unless you do it, unless you're in the world. So it's really nice to have people to talk to, whether it's about, like, finances and, like, what you're charging rate-wise back in the day before we had management, or, like, hey, I'm actually, like, losing my mind and this is driving me insane, or, like, how do you approach this, or how do you handle, like, this hate comment or um, anything from like the emotional aspect of it to the business side. It's just, it's hard. Um, it's a weird, it's a very unique job. So it's yeah. really nice to have people who do the same thing to understand what you're talking about. Because even now, um, I don't know, it's just such a different world. And like my hometown friends are the best people ever. And I'm obsessed with them. I love them. And I've, we've been friends for like 15 years, but like they don't do what I do. Right. So they can't really speak to that because they just don't get it, you know? Yeah. And that makes sense. And you can like vent to, you know, people in the YouTube space about like what's going on and they actually understand. Mm -hmm. um, do you prefer like vlogging? Because I feel like YouTube has really turned into, I mean, for the most part, um, a very heavy like vlogging space and everyone just like me personally, I love vlogs and I will watch vlogs all day because I feel like I'm like I don't know, you can relate, I feel like a little bit easier because you're like seeing what people do day to day and you're like, oh, like I'm not very different from, you know, like the my favorite YouTuber or whatever it is. Do you prefer vlogs or do you really like sitting down and like being vulnerable and like opening up and, and like sit down videos? I definitely prefer vlog, vlogs. And I think I kind of am more vulnerable in my vlogs anyways, but I definitely prefer vlogs. I think I've gotten a little bit too comfortable on YouTube just as far as like not growing and stuff too. Like vlogs are, they do better on my channel, but people who watch my vlogs are people who are already subscribed. I was thinking about this like literally right before our call. And I am now like making sure that I'm doing videos that will be seen by people who aren't subscribing. So I can go back to like growing my channel or who aren't already subscribed. Mm -hmm. um, but I personally love vlogs the most. I only watch vlogs on YouTube. I think I'll watch like if my friend Julia posts a haul or something, like I'll watch pretty much whatever she posts, even if it's not a vlog. But honestly like nine times out of ten I will only watch vlogs yeah who are some of your like YouTube inspirations or like who are people that you fall that you kind of like get inspiration from I think like all of my friends and it's one of those things where people are like oh you're trying to be so-and-so or whatever and it's like no like we're just really good friends and we have the same interests so obviously our stuff is going to be pretty similar and it's like we all have our own thing like I think I'm very like my me sharing faith probably really differentiates me as far as like from my like friends or whatever that's probably like the thing that I do that's like different right but mm -hmm. we have so many things that we're already just like imagine just your best friends on a day-to-day -day and you all have like very similar tastes and styles and then you post things it's gonna be pretty it's not gonna be like totally 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 different you know um but I really love 
uh, Julia, my, we're friends, Julia Havens and her husband Hunter, they have a really great channel and I really love how real they are in vlogs and it feels like you're actually with them all day. Mm-hmm. I way prefer longer vlogs. I know, I feel like it's weird because the viewer definitely prefers longer vlogs, but it's odd, something with the algorithm. Like if I were to make a bunch of shorter vlogs, I'd probably do better. It's very weird, but like oh. people want long vlogs. So I don't understand. Like it's very odd. Um, but yeah, I think I just like, I just like seeing like what my friends are doing and I don't know. It's not necessarily that I like look at someone's channel and I like want to be them though. Sure. Yeah. Um, Julian Hunter are like some of my favorite actually YouTubers and I really admire like what you said, how like they're very real. Like they'll literally post, like they posted something the other day where they're literally like fighting for like yeah. 15 minutes. And I'm like, people don't post stuff like this because people, it's like, a, again, it goes to like the Instagram, like highlight reel. And that's why I really enjoy vlogs because you really see like every side of somebody and you can relate to them more. And you're like, Oh, okay. Yes. They're like this beautiful couple. And yes, they're so good together, but like they also bicker like every other couple on the planet and you're like, okay, they're real. And then you mm-hmm. kind of just like subscribe to that life. Like you're just like invested. And I really like appreciate that. And I think you're the same way with like, you're very open with your vlogs and I don't know. I just like that aspect of it. So I agree. Um, I really love that about them. Yeah. How do you like, how do you deal with criticism that you get from like social media or YouTube? Cause you put literally everything out on the internet what how do you deal with that it depends on the day um honestly my hate is nothing in comparison to a lot of people I have really really nice followers like people the only thing that really bothers me is if someone is using like some sort of thing like faith related but like using it in a way that's like defending their like really really toxic wrong beliefs about someone or something people group or whatever that stuff bothers me and I'll get messages like people think that like they need to educate me and I will come to their side like that stuff makes me so angry um and I'm trying to like just not let it bother me but it like drives me insane um yeah I don't know it depends like sometimes it'll really bother me but pretty rare if I'm already upset and already having a bad day that's the only time it bothers me if I'm fine, I just don't care. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think we all have those days too, where it's like literally anything, if you're already in a mood, like anything is going to make it worse, set you off. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you stay motivated? I want to know this because I, I feel like your job is very 24 seven, like you are on all platforms and you're just like working all the time. And how do you stay motivated? How do you not get burnt out? Um, Like what keeps you going? I always say like discipline over motivation. I'm not always like, oh my gosh, I'm so motivated and so excited. So the same thing with working out, like you don't always want to do it. Um, But I'm very structured and very routined. I've actually recently gotten really into my night routine, which has helped because it is when I wind down. So I make sure that I'm resting I used to just work 24 seven all the time in like weekends even, and that leads to burnout because you're not resting at all. And then in turn, your work is also bad. So I got really good about having boundaries and also like turning off. Like last weekend, I just done vlog week. So I'd vlog five days in a row and I was going to vlog the weekend and then vlog this week. And I was like, okay, I need to take the weekend off. Even if I feel like, even if right now I feel like I can do it, I just know that it's, I will burn out at some point and I need to just be proactive. So I think I'm really proactive about rest. And then I'm also, um, I'm really structured. Like I don't just wake up and like, I always know what I'm doing before I wake up. I never wake up and I'm like, Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do today. Like I can't afford to do that. I just don't have that time. So I always have things like planned out and structured out, honestly, like weeks in advance sometimes. Okay. Yeah, that's smart. And I think with the night routine aspect, that's something that I feel like I also recently started to do because um, I, I'm i kind of just like, I'm always, I always feel like I have to be doing something. And it's definitely one of my like weaknesses because I slowly start to lose the motivation. Like I just like, I burn myself out. Like I do it to myself. So like, yeah, I literally like shut my phone off. I watch whatever show I would like to watch. Like I light a few candles in here. Like I dim, you know what I mean? Like I just take Mm -hmm. some time for myself and like, I don't talk to anybody. 
And it's been so nice because I literally wake up in the morning. I'm like, okay, like I'm ready now. And like before I would like work up, you know, like work after my nine to five and then, you know, do it up until I went to bed. And I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, I just think it's like something that I feel like the, what is it? Like the hustle mentality that like everybody has, has just been like very like overwhelming and very toxic. I think a lot of people just are that way and they want to be successful. So they just like are nonstop. But I think it's important to like take a minute and like what you said, take the weekend off, like don't work, like focus on what you want to do, hang out with your friends. Um, I just think that's like really important. Yeah. I think hustle culture is like really unhealthy. I'm like very anti it, even though I love working really hard and working a lot. The reason I'm very anti it is because that was me. And then also just like, I don't know, I think just with who I am and like what I believe about life and stuff, I just don't, I don't think it's setting people up for success in like the long term either. And it really depends. Like there are the Gary V's of the world, you know, but like yeah. that's not most people. And I just don't think that's setting you up to be healthy in like other areas of your life. And America is so weird in the fact that like your career is who you are and that's where you find your identity. And it, that's not how it's supposed to be. And so I think it's really important to have like healthy boundaries with even just your own work. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's actually really interesting, the career thing, because it is. That's literally what everyone's like, oh, what do you do? And like that, what you do defines who you are. Yeah. And it's not like everybody loves what they do for a living. So like, why is that something that like we judge someone on? That's interesting. Yeah, it's wild. What are some things that you discovered about yourself through doing YouTube? I don't know. I feel like I've just been doing it for so long, so it's kind of hard I, I think I love building community a lot more than I ever realized. I really like leading, but that was kind of already a thing. Um, but yeah, I think honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is I like building community like more. And I also like keep bringing people along on the journey. Like I always like to have people with me. That's why like, I've always kind of had more friends in my blogs than other people. Um, not like David Dobrik, but I mean like people who do like what I do. I'm just a very like I I love people and I love having people involved and like having people be a part and things like that, like in every aspect. So I think it's just community. Yeah. That's awesome. Um I wanna talk about um your move to Texas. So you were originally like living in LA for like a while, right? Mm-hmm. living on your own and you recently made the move to Texas so how was um, your life in LA and what made you want to go back to Texas so my move to Texas was like pretty quick like I just like for some reason knew that I was supposed to go I wasn't planning on living here full-time I kept my place in LA and then COVID hit it was a month before COVID so I just didn't renew my place in LA um so when I moved to Texas I thought I was splitting my time between LA and Texas and now I'm very happy being here full-time my life in LA, um, just the nature of like where I was at was like so crazy. I would wake up every morning at like 5am. I would go to Pilates. I would go to class from like nine to three in all of these places in between them are like a 45 minute drive. Right. So then I would drive to class and I'd be there from nine to three. Then I would drive to the studio and I'd be there from like three to five thirty. Then I would drive home another 45 minutes. And then I would need to do all of my YouTube work, all of my homework, everything, um, I was like had a social life too and then I would go to bed and then it would be the same thing over and over again and it was just really 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 busy and at that time like that's just like I think there's times in your life where your capacity is going to be greater and like that's what you're supposed to be doing and that was definitely that for me and like I don't I knew at that time I was really busy and I would get really overwhelmed if like someone even tried to fit me in for a hair appointment because I'm like I don't have time right but also it was just like, that's where I was at. And that's what I needed to do. And so it was fine at the time. But I look at that now being in like COVID for basically the year. And I'm like, I don't know how I did that. Like, I was so on the go all the time. And it wasn't something that I was like glorifying. It's just like, I was a full time college student and I worked full time. So like, that was just the reality of it at the time. But it was just, it was wild. So like, my life in LA is just like, really, really, really busy. And my life in Texas is like, a lot healthier and I am still busy and I still work all the time but I just think that I don't know because it's not really fair because I've just been here during COVID so I don't actually like really know you know 
but it's just been like a nice like detox almost yeah do you think like being in LA was like you being so busy obviously you're a full-time student obviously you have a full-time job but do you think like being in LA like made you want to be busy like I just think like the surroundings of LA were you like oh I have to be doing something kind of like what we were saying earlier yeah there's definitely more pressure there and also I don't think that just because you're more like quote-unquote productive you are getting more done or you're going to even be more successful whatever that means to you um I think like the whole like work smarter not harder thing I see people burning themselves out over something that I'm like dude you could easily do this in a different way at a different time it would just be better um, so I think, yeah, there's an added pressure there for sure. But I also think that so much of that, like, I am just that way. Like I, it's so internalized. So I'm like, I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. Like I graduate next month and I already are like with my management lining up like three new projects. Cause I'm like, well, I need something else to do. Like that's very me, but I definitely think that there's just more, like I already have that pressure internalized and I'll have it wherever I'm at. But in LA, it's like also just an LA thing. Yeah. It's emphasized. How has like adjusting to being back in Texas been? It's been really nice. I have taken up a lot of new. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hobbies during COVID because I always like I have this problem. Okay, I have I I always jokingly say this, but I mean it. I'm like I could make I could turn anything into me like monetization. Like I could I don't know what I'm trying to say. I can't speak, but basically I could make anything or anyone make money, right? So that's really a good skill you would think until like everything you do actually like generates income and you don't have hobbies. So I just kept going and like finding new hobbies and then I would incorporate them like this is so annoying, but I got hobbies for like the first time ever and that's been fun. Mm -hmm. Really into my plants and my rooftop. It's been really nice to like create a new home here in space. I've been working on that, but this is like adjusting here. Again, I moved here right before COVID, so it's been such a different experience. It's just been nice. Also, like, nothing beats living close to your family. And also, I really think I moved at the perfect time because now, well, first off, so many things are moving to Texas anyway, so I picked the right place to move, that's for sure. But also, it's it's nice because things are mobile anyways now. Like, I don't think there will for at least a very long time, it's just not going to be as, as standard to like live in LA or New York. Like you have to live in these cities. Things are way more mobile now. So it's like, that's been honestly kind of a relief because I moved here, not knowing that that would happen. And now I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, what would you say has been your favorite part about being back in Texas? Obviously like you're close to your family, but is there something that's like really like going to keep you here for a while you think? Yeah, I mean, I love Texas more than any place in the entire world. Like, there's no place that compares to me for it. And, like, any of my friends who visit are like, oh, I get it. The people are so much nicer. It's beautiful. It's so nice. It's not, um, like, there's traffic, but for sure, and it's worse than I remembered. (laughs) But it's not what it is in other cities. Like, I just, I feel like in big cities, and, like, I also love L.A. and New York, and I loved living in L.A., but there's this like overarching anxiety that follows you everywhere you go because like even going to the grocery store is a whole ordeal and it takes so long to get a parking ticket, blah, blah, blah. Like there's not that added layer of anxiety, which is just like, you feel so relieved. Like my best friend who's here right now is just like, I feel 3000 times better being here. I can't even describe it. There's just something about it that you just feel good. Yeah. And I mean, maybe it's because like you are in a sense like back home. So you just feel like Uh at ease and like you are where you want to be. I've always thought you're very, like I've said this already like a thousand times today, but like you're very open and honest, like on your videos and like with your subscribers and on Instagram and all of that. So I wanted to get your thoughts on some relationship stuff just because I like love hearing your advice on things and Mm -hmm. wanted to get your take. So what are your thoughts on like, people that like serial date, like just date all the time, date a bunch of different people all at once. 
What are your thoughts? I really, really, really respect those who can. I just can't do it emotionally. I think it's that I'm an empath. My friends and I were talking about this the other day and I'm like, I really, I really respect my friends who can do that. It's just not my thing. And to get me to go on a date with anyone to begin with is already like next to impossible. So it's just like, it's not realistic for me. Yeah. But like, if it works for you, like by all means, do whatever you feel like doing. What are your thoughts on ghosting? Because I feel like there is such a dividing about ghosting. Like people obviously think it's rude if you get like if someone, if you get ghosted, you're like annoyed because you're like, why can't you just say what you're feeling and say you don't want to do this anymore? But for go- people that do ghost, they're like, their thought process is, I don't want to hurt their feelings, so I'm just going to avoid this. I think it's a really messed up thing to do to someone. And of course, it depends on the stage that you're at and whatever. But I just think like, if you are you're avoiding conflict right or you think that you're being nice but in, or you don't want to hurt their feelings but in turn you're hurting them so much worse like I think it's a selfish thing to do you yeah. know because it's like and like I don't know everyone's situation but I just think that it's a lot more respectable if you just say like hey I just don't think this is gonna work out like I respect someone who does that so much more than like someone who goes like and also like just going into relationships as a whole like you're learning in creating habits and patterns that you're going to like take into like more serious relationships and marriage. So like work out that out now, if you have that problem, like work it out with someone that you don't really care to be with, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's such a smart way of looking at it. Yeah. And I I don't know, like, it's really not hard in my opinion to just send a, like, if it's, if you're going to like end things, just send a quick text. Like if you're not, it's like takes four seconds to say like, Hey, I don't think this is going to work out. Like wish you the best. Like that's going to suck to get, but like, at least you got something and then you can move on. But like when people get ghosted, they don't know, like there's no closure there. So then they're just like upset over everything. Like they just like don't know why they don't know like what's going on. It leaves so much confusion in the air. Like I just don't get, I don't get ghosting either. Like what do you personally look for in a partner? Like what are like the key qualities that like you will always look for? someone who's a really, really strong leader. That's just like typically what I'm attracted to. And then someone who's really consistent and someone who can actually, and this is hard to know because you don't really get to know this until you're like deep in a relationship, but like someone who communicates and like doesn't run whenever there's a problem, if that makes sense. Like someone who's just like, hey, I'm here and I'm committed. Like if we're together, like we're together, I'm not just gonna like, dip out kind of thing so like that's kind of hard to know beforehand but those are definitely like my top things yeah I think that's actually a really good one to have because I mean yeah maybe you can't figure it out until like a little bit in but um I mean that's definitely a big thing especially with like people our age I feel like um everyone is just like scared of one scare of commitment but like two just like scared like they just are not like they just don't know what to do. Like everyone's like, well, I just want to like date and like have a good time. And it's like, that's fine. But like, if you're going to be in a relationship with me, like I need to know that like you're in the relationship with me. Like, yeah. And I think like piggybacking off of that, like your relationship should have problems. It shouldn't be this like perfect rainbow thing because then it's like one of you is not comfortable enough to like say something because it's just not realistic. And I don't mean problems as in like abuse or anything like that. I just mean like a normal, healthy amount of problems too. Not problems every single day or anything like that, but you should be able to resolve a problem with your partner. And that's really important. So when people think like, oh, there's one small issue, I, this is not it. And this isn't it for me. Like that's a really big red flag because for the rest of your life, you're going to be working out issues with your partner. That's like what marriage is, you know? Right. Yeah. I think um, a lot of people get it confused about like being in like a healthy relationship means like you don't fight or there aren't issues where it's like, that's literally not the case. I think like for me, like when I was in college, I was someone that just like, I just like sugarcoated everything. And I ended up being like in a really bad relationship. And I just like, didn't want to admit it. Like, I just was like, no, 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 like we're fine. Cause if I don't bring up the problem, like there isn't a problem, which yeah. is a really unhealthy way to look at things. And I think like what you said, you need to like work on those issues. Even if you don't end up with that person, like at least like work on those issues for yourself because then yeah, down the line, like you need to be able to like handle that and like know what to do and know how to act in that situation. That's a smart way to like, I look- recently, 
It's so, it's really helpful, but I've recently read this book. Um, it's not out yet. It'll be out in December. I don't know when this goes up, but it's with Amy Chan. It's her book. And she does this like breakup boot camp thing. And it's not, I didn't read it because it was a breakup boot camp thing. I read it because it talks about attachment theory and she's coming on a podcast. So I like need to read a book anyways, <laughs> but it was so good. The book was like, not at all about breakups. I mean, it was, but it's about like yourself. Mm-hmm. And she talks about like, basically there's three attachment types. So there's either the avoidant, the anxious or the secure. And like, from what you said, you would maybe lean more to an avoidant. I'm an anxious, or you could be a secure. And it's all on a spectrum and whatever. Typically kids who, it's pretty much like, in my opinion, next to impossible to be a secure just in the way that like marriages are to this day. A lot of it depends on like um, your upbringing essentially. But a lot of people, it comes from a lot of different things, but it's really honestly, that has helped me more to like learn about myself and about relationships I've been in than anything at all. And it doesn't mean if you're anxious or avoidant, it's like a bad thing to be or like you're bad or not, whatever. It's not bad at all. But it does also kind of share how to kind of get more to a secure attachment, which is like obviously the goal. Um, But it's really helpful. Like most of my friends, I actually think I have one friend out of like, so many that are even as secure like most of them I'm like avoid it anxious avoid it anxious yeah. avoid it anxious you know um but it's really helpful that's really cool maybe I will grab that book soon because I don't know I just find it interesting and obviously like in relationships you grow and evolve and like the past relationship like I'm definitely not that person anymore and I'm not that person anymore because of it so yeah exactly I mean, you you learn from your your mistakes and you grow from your relationships and um I don't know, like I've carried that into the relationship I am in now. And I'm very like, if there's an issue, like, I'm like, Hey, we need to like talk about, like, I'm almost not like annoying about it, but I'm like, can we just like talk about this? You're proactive. Yeah. Like I just like to like nip it in the bud because if it lingers, like then I'm going to be the avoidant again, I'm going to be like, okay, maybe like, I just won't bring it up because like, it's going to cause a problem. Like, you know what I mean? I don't want to be that girl anymore. So that could also be an anxious thing now that I'm thinking about it too. I don't know. Definitely. Honestly, like regardless of breakup or not, like I would recommend this book to everyone. I don't even, I wish almost that it wasn't titled that because it is so helpful in like every single relationship. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so what would you say is like your biggest piece of advice for someone like going into a relationship or someone just in a relationship? Like what's like one thing that you always like try to remind yourself or you think is like something that someone should know? So like for me specifically, I don't love dating around. I think as we've talked, like just because like I'm more of an empath, I am kind of harsh in the way that I view it as like a waste of time because I think you can also learn learn about what you want in relationship through like friendships in your life. Like you can find what you want without it. I believe for myself, not for everyone, but yeah, I think like, I don't know, going into a relationship, I would just say like, I think I would just be like, make sure like this is something you really want because relationships have the power to like catapult your life or like really, really, really hold you back. And it's really important to not like, what's the point of being held back for two years by someone that's not going to be in your life for forever, you know? So I think like, just make sure it's something that like really makes you better and is like growing you and pointing you in the right direction. Because I've seen more than anything holding people back. It's always been relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's really important. I think a lot of people, maybe not a lot of people, but I think some people like they get into a relationship because they want to be in a relationship and like have the benefits from a relationship but they don't necessarily want to be like with that person they're just doing it to do it mm-hmm. and that like uh that frustrates me because then like yeah what you said like it kind of catapults your whole life of like where you could be going and they hold you back or like you just get into this unhealthy relationship for no reason so I think like I mean it's a big decision to be in a relationship just like be smart about it I think yeah yeah and like what you were saying, like, people want the comfort of a relationship, too, and I, when I was, like, 19, probably, I dated this guy who I didn't even like, I mean, I think I liked him for, like, the first two weeks, but I ended up dating for, like, seven or eight months, because I just was, like, honestly too lazy to break up with him, or I would try to break up with him, and he would always come back, and whatever, and it was, like, I had just moved, or maybe I was 18, I just moved to L.A., and I just, like, didn't like him. And he, I mean, as all of my friends are like, Kimby, what were you doing? Because it's just so not me. Like, not anything negative towards him. 
he was yeah. a, he wasn't a great boyfriend either but like the relationship was bad but the thing with me is that I just didn't care like I literally didn't care I broke up with him did not feel any type of way like it was like really horrible for me to have stayed in this relationship to be fair I think he was kind of on the same page I don't think that I didn't like break right. his heart by any means but it was just a waste of time and I wish that I wouldn't have done it because it held me back so much from making new friends in LA and like developing a new life there and things just because I like met him like pretty soon after moving um and I don't know it was just like such a waste of time I think we all have like relationships in our past where we're like what were you doing <laughs> you know what I mean? this is an extreme case of that though it's like yeah. oh my god um Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about your podcast. Um, I love you so much. And it's very like, I love it. I think it has everything that like people look for in a podcast. Like you talk about like, I mean, there's entrepreneurs on there, there's authors, there's like, you talk about relationship stuff like we're doing right now, mental health, like literally everything is on your podcast. And that's so much fun to listen to. So why did you decide to start the podcast? And like, what was your like intention with it? First, thank you. Um, I wanted to start the podcast, honestly, probably like four or five years ago. I started listening to podcasts like before the podcast wave. That sounds so annoying, but it's just like that. This is the one thing that I was like ahead of people on. So I'm like, mm -hmm. it was me first. No, just kidding. Um, but I discovered the podcast. I discovered it. No, but I say that to like basically bring this story together. So I had wanted to start a podcast really when I started listening. And my old manager, who I've since fired, um, did not want me to do it because he was, he was just, this is another example of like just having the wrong people in your life, but was like, no, you need bigger numbers on YouTube. You can't wait. Like you can't like expand, blah, 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 whatever. He didn't want me to do it at all. So by the time I finally did it and I was like, I'm doing it, it doesn't matter. Um, I ended up going with the network that like, it's everyone's dream network. That's like next to impossible to sign with. And they produced my show. Like I was the first show they even developed. So it was like a miracle. I don't know how that happened. But I ended up finally coming out with my podcast, the, like, literally the month that, like, all of my friends also did. So um, I would have just listened to my gut and started two years earlier. Like, who knows? You know, but, like, everything works out. Dear media didn't even right. then, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I just loved podcasts. I love podcasting. Like, I love everything about it. I'm such a people person. So, like, being able to talk to so many different kinds of people, it's also so great. It's, like, I have access to all of these people that I would otherwise not have any access to. Like very, very high performing individuals who are extremely successful at the top of their industry. Um, so it's really cool. But yeah, I just wanted to for so long and I let someone not let me. And then I finally was like, I'm doing it. Sorry. Yeah. Good for you for doing it anyways. Um, I know like you probably are like, oh, that's so frustrating. Like two, two years later, like you ended up doing it, but maybe it's like, for a reason, obviously it's really successful and people love it. So maybe it all worked out. <laughs> it worked out. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, so you have, I don't really know what to call it and you can correct me, but you have like this space for, um, the living room daily. And is that like, how would you like describe it? And like, can you tell like everyone a little bit more about it? Yeah. So the living room is, is a Patreon. So it's like a subscription okay. service with like there's like a monthly, there's like Bible studies, devos, um, podcast, all that stuff. Like I have different, I'll do like these car confessional videos where it's like an hour long where I talk to someone, just like very real conversation. Um, and then the Instagram is just like the Instagram for it, but people really like the Instagram on its own. People ask all the time, right. but the Instagram is just like promo for the Patreon. Um, but I mean, not just promo, like I wanted it to be more valuable than that, but I just wanted a space I grew up in Texas. I didn't really grow up in church. And even to this day, like I'm very much so in the church world. Like I am very in that world, but it's, I didn't feel like there was someone who like the younger me would relate to now. So I just wanted a space where it was really like open, um, not super like Southern-ish Christian stuff. Cause right. like, there's a lot of stuff out there like that. And that's amazing. And it works for them. But like, I know the girls who follow me don't relate to that. Right. So I finally was like, okay, I think I want to do this. And um, yeah, that's kind of how it started. It's only a few months old. Like we're really early in the process, but it's been really fun. So what are some of the, like you do the car confessionals, but what are some of like the bigger um, posts and stuff that you have on there? 
we just did a Bible study, like a four-week thing, like Devo on uh, identity. The one, we're doing one starting next week on mental health. I talk a lot about mental health, like overall health. Um, Dom and I just recorded an episode kind of about like when you don't get what you want. So that's like really good for 2020. Um, It's just like, I mean, we basically cover everything and we plan to cover everything. Obviously, like there's just always going to be more things coming up, but it's more like progressive for lack of a better word. I think it's just more open and we talk about things that like maybe people aren't used to, but also there's so many people in the church who do talk about this stuff. So I'm really not that person, but I think a lot of people, not a lot of people know them. Right. Or something. I don't know. I think um, when you started this, I think this was something that was really lacking. And especially with people our age, like you kind of said it yourself. Um, like not a lot of people like have access to something that they really, truly like, yes, there are like Christian based this and like what you were saying, like the Southern, Southernized or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and there are things like that out there, but I think this was something like a lot different and like progressive, like what you were saying. Like, I think it was really like awesome that you decided to to do this. Um so I know like 2020 obviously you just said it like has been a little nuts. Um and I think this was really the year. Like what did Kylie Jenner say like a while ago like is the year of, of realizing things. <laughs> I think 2020 was the year of realizing things. Like I think yeah. like for me I have never been on my own by myself so much and I like kind of discovered like who I was a little bit more, um, learned like who I am and I learned like where my priorities lie and, um, all of that. So like, how do you think 2020 has like shaped you? Um, I know we're like coming to the end of it and everyone's still like, I don't know. I just been like a stressful year. So how do you think it shaped you? How did you grow this year? All of that. I think I love spending time by myself and I've known that, but I haven't had the time to spend so much time by myself until this year. So that's been really good. I think I'm actually a little bit more introverted than I thought, which is not what I would ever expect or say about myself, but I love spending time alone. I think it's given me a bigger heart for people too, especially like those who are oppressed. Like that's been a really, really big thing. Um, And just like standing up for like what I believe in not in the way of oppressing other people, but of like freeing other people and like standing up for like what I truly believe is like meant to, um, like meant to be kind of thing. So I think a lot of it has been like, I really love spending time by myself and then also just like fighting for people who like need it. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, um, and I hope that a lot of people will feel the same way. Um, I think this was like such a year of like transition um, and hopefully things will get better in the coming year. I'm like, you can only hope, right? Um, but I think that's awesome. So what do you see for yourself the next, I'm not even going to ask you, like, I hate the question of like, where do you see yourself in five years or like 10 years? But where do you see yourself, I guess, just like in the next couple of months, like growth wise, YouTube, podcast, any of that? I, I don't know. We actually, the episode that Dom and I just recorded, is like the six month rule. So we're like expecting our lives to be like totally different in six months just because we like need it to be. Yeah. Um, but there's a few like projects, there's a bigger one that I'm like trying to add within the next few months. So I think that like, I don't know. I just am like excited because I think back to this time last year, I didn't even know I was moving back to Texas, let alone that we were going to be in a pandemic, let alone that all these other things were going to happen in my personal life. Like I had no idea. So now I'm like really encouraged by that. And this is right. how much can change in a year. So I'm just looking forward to like, just seeing what happens, not in a way that I'm not being proactive about it, but just like, I'm open to whatever happens kind of thing. Yeah. I don't I know. I guess good mindset. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think 2020 taught us that like, you really, you don't know what's coming next. Um, so I think like with the, the five year, 10 year question, like everybody did have a plan maybe, but at the end of the day, you really have no idea. I've definitely stopped being a five year plan person. Like that's yeah. for sure. I think like the pressure you put on yourself, like in general, like you're like, okay, well, you know, what is it? I feel like women are always like, um, 
okay, well, if I want to be married by this age, then I have to have a boyfriend for this age. And like, I have to be dating him for at least this many years. And that means like, I should have been married like last year. And like, it's yes. like, so stressful. Like who cares? We have our whole lives ahead of us. Um, and who knows what's Something- going to happen with it. We've actually been talking about that a lot too, just because like relationally my life has changed so much in the past few months and in a way that like no one really saw coming. And so we were talking about this, like, I, I don't know why this is like bringing some sort of encouragement. I'm like, guys, just think about it. New Year's Eve of two years ago, whenever this year was, I'm like Hailey Bieber was single and then she's married. Like, I'm like, you never know what's going to happen. I'm like, not that like any of us are just going to elope and whatever, but I'm like, you just never know. I'm not going to stress myself out. Like, right. we'll see what happens. That's but so funny. I, it's, it's so easy to get like that, though. And I will be like that. Not necessarily in, like, just in different areas and different aspects of life. But I'm like, this needs to happen by this age. And this needs to happen. And it's like, I mean, at the end of the day, like, we only can, can we control actually very little of our lives. So I'm just like, whatever happens. Like, yeah, whatever. Exactly. Um. Awesome. Okay. So where can people find you? Um, I know we just basically touched on everything, but, um, like what, where can people like follow you on Instagram, YouTube, all of that? Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, it's Kenzie Elizabeth. My TikTok is Kenzie oh. Elizabeth. Hey, I just said my name wrong. Um, and then, uh, Patreon, the living room is just patreon.com slash the living room. Perfect. Okay. So I will link all that stuff in the description of the episode so people can find it. Um, but I think that wraps up today's episode. Um, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me about all of this stuff. I just like love getting your advice too on like relationship stuff. I feel like you're just so wise. Um, so thank you. you for coming on. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. Awesome. All right. Well, be sure to follow Kenzie, um, on all platforms. Like we just said, I will list everything below. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.